Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Security Confidential. Today, we are really honored to have Ethan join us. Ethan, uh, in addition to being a friend, he's the executive director of business and economic development at Slippery Rock University and the founder of the Pittsburgh Business Exchange, which is how I met him. And Pittsburgh mm -hmm. Business Exchange is the largest and fastest growing professional business networking group in the Northeastern US. The organization has grown to over 35,000 members and subscribers, and Ethan has cracked the code when it comes to bringing business owners of all sizes together for the purpose of professional development and viable community outreach. Thank you for joining us, Ethan. Thanks for having me, Manoj. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast and videocast here today. Networking. Um, there is a lot to business networking. It is more of an art than a science. And Ethan's going to give us a little bit of a, a discourse on how this works. Well, I'll start off with a little story. I was asked to speak as the uh, the keynote for um, the Sibirak University senior class as they were departing um, for graduation for their uh, senior transition conference. And as the keynote, I told everybody in the audience, I said, if everybody pays attention to this talk and does everything that I tell you, um, is just some simple little nuances with networking. Um, everybody in here will have a job within 30 days if you don't already have one. And if you already have a job, you have an opportunity to have a better one. And uh, the entire audience all of a sudden kind of looked up and just started paying attention immediately. And what was surprising to me is I'll skip to the end, I gave every single person in the room a postmarked uh, a postcard, a postmarked postcard okay. with a stamp on it with my address on it. And all they needed to do was write me a note telling me <clears throat> a little bit about some of their goals, who they are, and a way to get in touch with them. And um, out of the uh, hundred, I don't remember in, the, in that particular breakout, I think there were 150, 200 students, don't really remember. I only got about 17 of these little notes back in the mail, which was shocking to me, which, which is why today um, there are three parts of my talk as I dive into networking, business networking explained. Okay. And, and, uh, and the, the part that I just spoke about was, was follow-up. And um, there are a lot of misconceptions about business networking out there. Everything revolves around human nature and business networking. And a lot of people think that you can just go to a meeting or that you just go to a meeting. Networking is showing up, talking to a few people, telling them a little bit about what you do, collecting some business cards and hoping that they call you or maybe you call them. And what happens is you end up with a whole stack full of business cards with a rubber band around it on your desk that's an inch and a half thick and about three months later you have no space left on your desk and you're flipping through business cards trying to remember who the heck everybody is and throwing all of them away except the realtors that have their picture on them because you actually know who the heck they were because their photos on there so let's dive in and talk about the three yep. um, parts of business networking and let me explain what really should happen if you want to stand out and have all the relationships that you've always wanted to have okay so there's there's the pre and the prep there's the um, actual networking process which by the way is very short it's only about 10 okay. percent of this entire process which is the part that everybody thinks is showing up talking to people getting cards building relationships maybe sending an email maybe not 
And then the follow-up, which is probably about, I wanna say 80% of the process. So the pre and the prep is really sitting down before you show up to any event and really identifying who you wanna meet. If you're somebody who sells a specific product, like wastewater um, management or something like that um, with chemicals, you probably, and you're going to an energy conference and you wanna talk to people in oil and gas with a very specific, um, you know, use for the type of product with the polluted water that comes out from fracking or something like that, you, you have a very targeted audience. So um, oftentimes before you go to an event, the first thing that anyone should ever do is request a guest list. Oftentimes they won't provide it if you ask for all of the contact right. information, nobody does that. But if you say, look, I'm just looking to see who's showing up. I was wondering if you could provide me with a list of um, the companies that are gonna be in attendance or maybe the companies I know with the Pittsburgh Business Exchange, we provide a, um, a list of all of the attendees to every event with the first name, last name, company, and job title. So, and we actually provide that list to every single uh, person who registers for an event so that they can kind of peruse through the list and identify who they want to network with. Surprisingly, when I, when I look at the results and uh, when my wife, who's actually running the company, um, goes through all of the click rates to see how many people have clicked on the guest list before the event it's only about 60 percent so just a little more than half actually click through the list to actually go through to, to even look at it but there's this pre part which is the the pre-networking and this is so important everybody has linkedin i would say 95 96 percent of anybody who you want to network with in the first place has a linkedin profile if you have the list in advance and you know who you want to talk to and you're showing up to a business networking conference or trade show and those people are registered to attend, if you send a simple LinkedIn message in your pre-networking saying, hi, uh, my name's Ethan and um, I, I'm with this company. I noticed that you're going to the same conference. I am tomorrow evening from six to eight and I just wanted to know um, if you want to show up a few minutes early, um, I'd love to greet you and buy you a cocktail or uh, at least get to know you. Um, and I look forward to meeting you at the event tomorrow. Ethan, it's really that simple. In fact, if there are only five or six people on that list that you need to get to know, what's crazy is you can send out a LinkedIn message or you can look them up online and send them an email. I mean, most people's emails address, email addresses are accessible just by Googling their name and, right. and their company and, and contact information. And oftentimes you get a response back immediately. And in that response has all of the contact information of that person typically uh, for you to stay in touch with them. So even if they miss the event or don't show up to the event or by chance you don't show up to the event, you used a really small link and crack uh, to really crawl into to build that relationship because you have a common interest in a simple event that has or hasn't happened. So now so you have that, that contact. I got a question for you on that. Sure. Um, when <clears throat> at some of the events we'd go to, uh, there's a lot of uh, mega corps there. So if I want to meet mm -hmm. the CIO of Acme Corporation, right? There's probably 10,000 people that want to meet the CIO of Acme Corporation. Mm -hmm. Chances are that guy has got his LinkedIn profile turned off to where you can't even send him a message. And his email is probably filtered by some gatekeeper. Is yep. there any, any 
tidbit in that instance? Oh my gosh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you know, there was a podcast that I listened to a couple of uh, years ago called, it was something a little, uh, it was called I Effing Love Marketing or something like that. And, and it, was, it was really catchy, you know? Um, and I was like, oh, I got to subscribe to this. And there was this this bald guy that was talking about um, the the art of networking. And he mentioned some things at the very beginning of the call, how to get in touch with people. He's like, hey, let me tell you how I got in touch with the Pope so I could have a, my buddy's wedding at the Vatican. And I'm listening. Okay, that's a good one. You do that? So, so what's really interesting is if you really want to stand out and you really want to do networking that sets you apart from everybody else, that LinkedIn thing, yeah, it works well. Uh, actually, it works extremely well. But if you really want to separate yourself, this is a handwritten card. You know, it has your logo on it. Has it's blank on the back. It, it looks like it's in an A6 envelope. You can buy yeah. stationery that just has your name on it. If this conference is a week in advance and you know that he or she is going to be there, write a handwritten note. It will get to the person because it's handwritten because it looks personal. And if their receptionist or secretary or uh, administrative assistant opens it up for them, it'll end up on their desk and they'll read it and they'll see your name. Now, if you did that and did a LinkedIn request, now you hit them twice. So they're now expecting to see you at this event. And if the LinkedIn doesn't work or the email doesn't work or they're too busy to check all that stuff because it's flooded with a bunch of other solicitations, this right. trumps all, period. So they're gonna get this note and it's gonna take up real estate on their desk and they're gonna be curious. And when they meet you, they're gonna be like, hey, that was pretty first class. Nobody does it anymore. It's a dying art and it separates the people that are applying for jobs. It separates people looking for internships. It separates people looking for business leads from everybody else because it's it's just a classy way to introduce yourself and it primes you for a positive interaction before you even meet the person by the way all this is taking place before you even show up or board a plane to go to a conference or go to your car to to drive downtown or to, to some networking event it all happens in advance period so the pre and prep is the most omitted and forgotten about or non-practiced art in networking you gotta lay a foundation so that when you walk in the level of respect and expectations is already at a bar where they like you before they even know you because you took the time to interact and that's just human nature yeah um, i agree with you completely and i and it is omitted I, I know i've been very guilty of it if you just walk into an event typically and that's not the way to do things and and by the way you know what's great is a lot of people don't even network which just blows my mind because that's that's the only way to actually have that in-person, um, human, physical uh, presence with that person of bonding. You know, people do business with people. They don't do business with technology. So in-person and at very best, virtual meetings are so important because you see those facial expressions and you you shake that that hand. You you. You you accept a business card. You, you 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 can smile, and they can feel the sincerity whenever you're interacting. That's it, it, by sending an email or or any other means, and 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 trying to throw up on somebody uh, with some sort of spamish type thing, and using LinkedIn and copy paste send, copy paste send. Right. You know, it works a little bit, but business networking is so important. But there there is an art to it. So 
the pre and the prep is the first of the three okay. steps. We kind of talked about that. There are a lot of other things that we could talk about with the pre and the prep. Honestly, if if you have a random, you know, the post office will mail anything. I mean, you could get a coconut. You could literally go to the supermarket, buy a coconut, put a stamp on it, and then put a label on it and mail somebody a coconut, magic marker your message. Hey, I just wanted to send you a coconut. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the, this event. They're going to get yeah. that and go, this person's crazy. I can't wait to meet yeah. send me a freaking coconut, right? You can send anything in the mail. Um, my friend, John Rulin, uh, I believe it was John, um, who's now As long an author. as it's legal, I might want to add. Right, right. Yeah, you got to double check. You know, they'll mail almost anything. I mean, you can a brochure. You're, you can, if you're at a restaurant and there's a, a menu there from Eaton Park or something there, and you and you look at it, write in big words, and then you fold it up, staple it, and say, "Hey, I was thinking about you while I was eating my soup at Eaton Park. I thought I would drop you a line. I didn't have any stationery, so here's the here's the menu, or here's the here's the um, here's the the placemat." You know, have you known anyone that's actually know, done that? great? The reaction is great. And, and a lot, sometimes I'll get a phone call because I'll put my phone number and they're like, dude, you sent me a placemat. <laughs> like so, um, it's just it's just kind of fun. Another thing you can do is send them a package, like literally a garden hose and say, hey, I'm sending you this hose because I heard you were getting hosed by your partners that are blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you sent me a garden hose. I remember one time I sent a car dealer uh, two uh, two remote control helicopters that were like a hundred bucks each uh, without the remote controls, right? And uh, we had talked about a tentative appointment that I knew he wasn't going to confirm, so I overnighted him two remote control helicopters that said, "Hey, I can't wait to fly these around your office Thursday morning at 9 a.m. I have the remote controls, so I just put batteries in them. I'll see you then." And and the guy looks at me like this, and I'm sitting down across his desk and goes, you, you know, you're you're crazy, right? Who sends remote? And he, he never sent, he, we never flew them around. He actually gave them to his nephews. But um, that right there is a conversation piece and a way to network and confirm appointments. But that's all pre. Okay. That's all um, that's all the pre stuff. And and you know what? I could talk about this whole section for an hour, but we have to move to the actual process of business networking. Um, do you have any questions or anything so far, Manoj, or you want me to keep moving along here? No, okay, uh, move, move, keep moving along. I'm interested. The helicopter, send a postcard. Uh, I, I guess there is a question here. Uh, in this era of COVID, is there any changes to the tactics that you would suggest making? Because if I send a coconut, chances are the guy's not in the office, and he's gonna, it's gonna rot, and then he's gonna be really pissed. He's well, that's the thing. Coconuts last. <laughs> forever <laughs> i'm not i wouldn't send a pear or a banana in the mail usps you know what i'm saying things to send to people in the mail you'd be surprised what the usps will actually mail if you if you take a stamp and slap it on there i learned this whenever i was in hawaii and i was sending postcards to people and i saw this little person and they were selling coconuts for five bucks and they said for 20 you can write a note on it and you can mail it and i did I sent one to my girlfriend at the time and I sent one to my parents and they, my dad just, he just couldn't believe I sent him a coconut from Hawaii and it mailed, you know, so have fun with that. It's all about having fun. And I tell you what, if you make somebody smile and do something they're never going to forget, anytime they think of you, they'll bring it up. It's like, oh, that's the dude that sent me a coconut. 
and then you get their account and it's a million dollar account because you mailed like a you know a three dollar coconut in the mail so. but you created that personal relationship you stood yeah. out amongst the crowd because nowadays i can tell you i get my linkedin box is flooded with garbage I oh get, garbage oh Hi, my god my I name's get... don smith and i'm with so-and-so corporation i was wondering if we could connect maybe there's something that i could help you with because i'm a helpful person and i like to network and maybe we should maybe we should be connections and see how we can be like, i'm just like oh my gosh delete like I, I i could pull up my linkedin account right now share my screen with you and show you the joke of of a, of a message uh and it, it happens every day and don't be that guy it needs to be personal it can't be copy paste send and it right. has to be purposeful so we got to move on to the the actual networking so now you're entering the conference yep you're on the floor of the trade show you're you're at a bni meeting and there are all these people and you know the first thing i would tell people is you know, believe it or not there's an entrance and you have to play to the tune of human nature to be noticed because you really want people to come to you and um not to sound manipulative or but it, it, you want to take advantage of every opportunity to build relationships that you can and if you can be a magnet it's a lot easier than being somebody seeking with a fishing rod so um when you enter the room if there is a room you pause right in the doorway and you look around and you don't even move and you just look around and you kind of shake your head you you smile a little bit and you enter the room and if you show up passionate excuse me uh fashionably late don't just go in and look stressed out with a clipboard and sit down and put your head yeah. down and be like sorry 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 that's the lamest thing ever if you're going to show up show up with intent show up at the door look have your look at, think about your posture look around enter and what happens is you'll see all the heads at the table turn like this you now own the room. Anybody within 20 foot proximity is going to see out of the corner of their eye because that's human nature. Is it a friend or a foe? That's just how the amygdala works. Okay. You look at that person and all of a sudden they see your posture and your confidence and um, that's your entrance. The other thing that people don't think about is how you present yourself. Um, <clears throat> I say suit and tie. I don't care where you're going, what you're doing, what industry, unless it's specifically says Hawaiian or some sort of, you know, very rare attire. Um, but suit and tie and the same equivalent for women, business professional, just dress sharp. Well, you've you heard know, it a million times. Well, Ethan, uh, I, and I know you live and die, but I have never not seen you in a suit and tie. In fact, you're in a <laughs> tie right now. Um, but I do you think that they that's also your industry specific, right? Because like in high tech, I can tell you about our industry. A lot of people might get a little frazzled by that. They they would rather meet someone in a jacket and uh, a simple polo shirt or something. So right? I remember when I met Joe Sheets, uh, the owner of one of the largest um, convenience store chains in in the united states i think they do 6.5 billion dollars right in in sales they sell more cheese sticks and hot dogs than every single baseball stadium in the united states combined every year 
uh, it's, it's impressive. And I remember he showed up to the Omni William Penn when I requested him as a speaker for our speaker series, um, the Pittsburgh Executive Speaker Series. And he came in and I, I was looking around. I'm like, he was supposed to be here. Well, he was there. He was in just slacks. That, they might have even been corduroy pants. I, I don't remember. And it just a button down shirt. He just looked so casual and comfortable. And I was impressed. You know, you don't you don't have to wear a suit and tie if, if you're an executive necessarily. Um, however, if you're trying to court somebody and you, you got to look sharp um, and you got to play to your industry and, you know, we could talk about that more. But at the end of the day, however you dress, dress well and dress a little bit better than everybody else. I say it takes four minutes to put on a tie. It's four degrees warmer and you do 400 percent better, period. OK, that's, that's something I would remember. So anyway, so you're walking in, you look sharp and you you want to have a message and a lot of times people don't really know what to it's comical you're like so what do you do you know and and it's just everybody starts leads with that question right and what what i've learned over the years is a is a simple thing called form f-o-r-m okay what is that family occupation recreation and then your message and if you just form people, uh, you will walk away with a friend, and uh, and that's it's just simple networking. So you ask them, so hey, you, you from the area? Do, do you have family? So oh yeah, I have. And you always want to lead with family because that's usually the nearest and dearest thing to their heart. And they'll end up talking about their daughter, okay. or they don't have the kids. They'll talk about their cat or their dog, and and then you have some kind of basis to you know, engage in conversation. And, and then the O is occupation. So, so yeah, you're obviously at the energy conference or you're obviously at the, you know, the sports, you know, conference or networking group or BNI or whatever. And um, you, you ask them, um, so what do you do for a living? You know, you don't say, hey, what do you do? You know, he says, what do you do for a living? What's what what business industry are you in? And then they'll start talking and you want to be the ones asking the questions because if they're the ones doing the talking, you and you're just a listener you're basically absorbing all this information trying to transcribe is this person somebody right. that you can do business with or not um r is recreation this is always fun because like say so you play any sports i mean what do you what do you do for fun around here um and you'll find something unique about this like well i don't really play sports or anything but i collect coins and you're like oh my gosh my dad collects coins or whatever and and then you go to your message and this is the most important part of the conversation okay you just primed them to be um, receiving, welcoming of your message, and you just got to be honest. I think it's really funny. You just say what you're trying to accomplish. And I, sometimes I'll watch all of these rookie financial planners that show up to events and try and network and say, hey, you want to go get a cup of coffee? Let's learn about that. That's the most you, annoying bunch let, of let people. Me, let me and by the way no you got to hand it to financial planners and especially beginners because they have to build their own book of business from scratch and it is not easy and there should be more courses taught about business networking before they get thrown to the wolves because you get your butt kicked and um they're they're asking hey do you want to go get a cup of coffee so that they can barf all over you at some little restaurant about you know you're planning your financial future and how they can help you with your with your needs so you can retire wealthy you know i mean i i wish People would just say, do the form thing. And the message is, hey, you know, I just got started with my job at uh, blank, blank, 
financial institution and I'm trying to pick up new clients. I have a bunch of cool products that I offer and I'm just trying to set up appointments with people that might need what I need. And uh, that's why I'm here. And oftentimes if they say that, um, the per person on the opposite end says, well, you know what, I, I'm new to Pittsburgh and I don't have a financial planner. Or, you know, I, I just uh, moved to do a new house and I actually have some plumbing jobs that I need to be done. Or, or, you know what, we just redesigned our corporate logo and we need all of our print material redone, designed and printed. Right. So when you say your message, just be clear with what you're trying to accomplish because you're basically indirectly indirectly asking them for help. And if they like you because you formed them, then yeah. they're gonna try and say, oh, you know what, I don't need it, but that guy over there is my boss. I tell you what, he he uh, he was just talking about buying a fleet of cars for you know his his you know top agents or whatever. So that's the form. It's really important, is you're basically priming them getting to know them and at the same time, preparing them to receive your message to help you get what you want, which is usually sales or relationships. And you're not so, wasting their time because I can no. tell you uh, my biggest fear as an executive with this, whenever I meet a salesperson, is this, these people are gonna waste my time. Here mm. we go again. They're gonna tell me all about the product and all this, that and the other. And then they're gonna say, well, It'll cost you a king's ransom. And I'm like, well, you know, if you would have told me that an hour ago, we could have saved ourselves both a whole bunch of time. So, Manoj, here, let's do this. Um, when we're done with this call, I want you to drive to Burger King or McDonald's. You choose. I want you to buy a Happy Meal or, you know, a, a nice deluxe package. And, and as soon as you pass the trash can, just throw it all in the trash and just drive home. Just basically go there for no reason. Waste money, waste time, and waste food. How does that sound? That is what the, that's how I look at people who sign up for a networking event, show up to a networking event, didn't do any pre, didn't do any networking, and then they go home with a bunch of business cards that they don't follow up with. It's like showing up to a place, buying something and throwing away immediately. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. So um, when, when people show up, uh, it's, it's important to be prepared and identify who you want to meet, find those individuals, form them, walk away with those five relationships that you wanted anyway, and then do step number three, which is follow up, which can be a lot of fun. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a lot a more. About that. Well, I, I, I want to tell you that th this call is, is I believe only uh, 45 minutes to yeah. an hour long. So unfortunately I can't talk about all the nuances of networking, but you know, there is some really advanced stuff when it comes to networking. Well, give us some nuggets create, here. You got you, can, you got me intrigued. Yeah, like with the coconut, you got my attention. I'm I'm just, all right. Well, I'm like there's lots of say next. The, the coconuts of networking. <laughs> well, we'll call them we'll call them nuggets. So, um, there are different types of people that show up to events, and um, I don't want to be derogatory or anything like that. So I'll just you know talk about some of the and, and by the way. When I say derogatory, I mean, there are different labels that I personally put on people that don't know how to network, like the sprayers or the hostage takers or the stage five clingers. You know, they're all out there and they can waste your time. And there are just, for instance, if you get stuck talking to somebody who's really interested in talking to you that won't stop talking about themselves and you're there for an hour and they've just eaten into five minutes of your time, which is like almost 10% of the entire event that you right. waste on somebody that you probably can't do business with because they, and you can't find an exit. Asking questions and interrupting is okay. And you just remember their name says, hey, Bob, uh, 
did you get anything to eat yet? I'm gonna go over to the, to the table uh, and grab something or excuse yourself to the restroom or ask them a question. Do you know where the restroom is by chance? Or, you know, there, there are simple ways to get away from people. And by the way, you can always tell by where people's feet are pointed at a networking event if they're really into your conversation or not. If you're having oh, a conversation really? with a person, oh yeah, Manoj, let's say you and I are engaging in conversation. And I'm telling you all about my business and what I can do to help yeah. you save money and time and how great I am. And I just look down at your shoes and they're not pointed directly at me. If one foot or both feet, especially are pointed away from you that's human nature already help prepping them to get the heck out of there and you can look By at some way, of are, you, are you a psychology major in college no no but i tell you what when you do business networking as your profession you kind of pick up on a lot of different nuances you know and if somebody if you know and we could go really deep and have a have a four-hour class when when women touch their hair when they're listening to you they are so listening to what you're saying and men if they have their hand on their face when they're talking to you or or, or if they're like trying to focus because men have not add but they have this this shiny dime syndrome they're basically holding themselves still to pay attention to what you're saying and you know it's a lot of little things that you know i could talk about you know during business business networking another thing that you can do is after you just formed somebody yeah. Oh, this is great. You now know their pet's name, what they do for a living, what they what's happening in, in you know, where what why they're there. And you know, you see somebody else who's like a who clearly does not feel like they belong there and is it's their first event or they're shy or whatever, and you right. go right up to them and say, I love this. Now you're with the person that you just formed, right? So you know right. them relatively well. You just met them. You go up to somebody you don't know and say, hi, I'm Ethan. I, I'm with XYZ Corporation. So did you just show up? Did you just get here? Oh, yeah, I just got here. Great. Well, um, can I introduce you to somebody real quick? And now this takes a little bit of guts, and it's a little awkward if you haven't done it before. But you basically just repeat everything that that person just told you and say, hey, um, this is Alyssa. She's with Citizens Bank. She uh, She's actually just started about three months ago. Her family is actually from Denver. She moved here from Pittsburgh three years ago. Right. She um, she loves dogs. She actually has two. They're little schnauzers. They're awesome. She loves them. And uh, you know she's here today looking for people that are looking to open up accounts with citizens on a corporate level. And uh, Alyssa, this is Jane. I see that on your okay. name tag. Jane, it's really nice to meet you. You introduce yourself to Jane as you introduce yourself to Alyssa, and Alyssa looks at you like this and goes, "Oh my gosh, you're 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 amazing." What you did is a word that uh, a lot of people don't um, use. It's edification. You just edified Alyssa to Jane. Alyssa now looks at you on a light, says, wow, he was listening. Wow, he introduced me. He made me feel good. He made me look good and gave me recognition in front of Jane. Jane's impressed because she now feels like she just met somebody you just basically made two connections instantaneously that are going to respect you and like you that whole event so when you send them a card in the follow-up if you feel that that's necessary or a linkedin message they're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna be pay attention the they're gonna remember you they're gonna remember yes. that and that's the key is being remembered you don't want to be one of those business cards on somebody's desk that gets thrown in the trash three, three months later so let's move on again there's a lot we could talk about networking um uh and some advanced before stuff. you go move on to the follow-up i got quite, what <clears throat> what 
advice do you have for folks who have a booth at these trade shows and you have the most unfortunate job of manning that booth and trying to make connections with people okay. who probably don't want to talk to you, right? Okay, so this is sponsor very... stuff. Sponsors are a necessary evil, but no one wants to go visit a sponsor. That's That's been... So I remember when I was at uh, Jose Banks one time and I just... If they had this like buy one tie get 30 free deal i don't remember what it was you know oh, you must have stopped up man yeah, I, I know right <laughs> i'm just kidding they have some good deals sometimes and i was just driving by i walked in and you know what i can't stand is when somebody comes over and they're like, hey how are you today sir look like, is there anything i can help you with what, what is it you're looking for i can i can be and you're just like yeah i'm just looking you just you know and it's kind of funny when somebody doesn't come up to me though i'm kind of interested like yeah. Um, and I remember this one instance where this guy came up and goes, hey, um, that's a really nice tie you got there. Let me know if you need anything. And walked right away. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like he gave me my space. He paid me a compliment. So my advice is for people that are at booths or tables is stand in front of the table, not behind the table. Because honestly, what happens is you sit down in a chair and you realize, oh my gosh, this is work. I have to talk to a bunch of people I don't want to talk to. Or your people feel the same. They sit down and they just walk people by, that watch people walk by. Nothing happens. It's like throwing a fishing rod out there without any bait on it and expecting a fish to like stupidly go over and bite the hook and reel itself in. It's like, I mean, it doesn't happen. So you need to stand up in front of the table and have a clear defined message of what you're going to say to people to stand out from everybody else and be prepared to shake their hand or or in these days give them the spock symbol or a fist bump or however you want to greet them with an elbow um or hand them something tangible says here have a free blah 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 you know glad you're here today whatever you need to be constantly interacting with every single human coming by the entire time and you can really? form those people. Oh yeah, you form them. Every single person. Say, oh hey, how are you? Like, what are you? What can I help you with today? Is there anybody here you're looking to to meet that I can introduce you to? Oh, you want that? Oh, that's that table over there. Let me introduce you. And you pull them over to the other vendor and you say, this is Jack. He's looking for um an IT solution because he just started a a trading company and. Um, needs to build custom software, and I know you do that. So, Jack, this is who you want to talk to. If you need any, you know, widgets, you come talk to me, and then you walk back to your widget table and stand in front of it and you know, give people high fives until. And if you if you help the other vendors, the other vendors are going to be like, huh, that dude or that gal is awesome, and they're just going to walk people to you and make introductions. The best key to a trade show is being friends with every single person that's bored out of their mind there so they can look for an excuse to walk somebody over to your table so they can be cool to you next time. So it's all about really no, it's that's not one-on-one on one on one as they go by with this fishing hook without bait on it. It's you throwing a net out there and bringing people to other tables and doing this and being a facilitator. And if you are the owner of a company, sitting behind a table you're not going to do it hire somebody who is trained how to network with these people because you're just going to sit back like this on your phone look up size somebody up and go man that guy's not wearing a tie his boots he's probably not even an it person just like a walk 
Uh, you know, you're just going to sit there and not do anything. Um, and by the way, I'm speaking very broadly. Maybe when I say you, I mean people in general. Right. But um, that was the trade show question. Um, do you have any other questions before I go to follow up? No, so that, that's an interesting one. So you're saying leverage the vendor pool there, make friends with everyone, and leverage them to get more people coming into your conversation that you want to have. How, how do you hire people at an event to work for you for free? You you help them. That's it. You 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 ask what is it that you why did you come to this trade show, sir? Oh, my boss sent me here because um, we want to buy an iGen 4 printer. You know, like, oh, an iGen what? I don't even know what the heck that is, but I know who sells that stuff. And you go right over there and you help somebody make a $100,000 sale. They're going to come over and be like, dude, thank you. What do you, what do, you do? It's like, oh, I do this. I sell widgets. And like, oh, you know what? That guy in the red shirt over there is looking for a widget, <laughs> you know, whatever. Of course, I'm using widgets as, you know, whatever solution. Whatever See, I thought you you might have so. said, stand out there with a coconut, man. <laughs> yeah, for Monty Python and clackety yeah. clack them together. You know what? That would work too. It's amazing what you can do with a coconut. It's like, here you go, sir. Come with me. And you go, clop, clop, and And go ahead and take your fake horse from Monty Python over to you. And other people will be like, well, this, this guy's nuts. He just came over here with a coconut and delivered me a prospect. I mean, it's all, again, be funny, be weird, have, you know, build relationships. You want to be remembered in a, in a positive way. I mean, don't be a psycho. I mean, obviously, right. you don't want to go over the top. But when you when you have fun, you, you can't lose. So um, I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and go to follow up. So follow up is, is about making money. And, you know, what's really interesting is um, I always have a a note card system, and it's funny. I'm looking at it on my on my desk right now, and there's about I don't know 50 to 60 note cards that that have very specific purposes for me to meet with very specific individuals about things that are either going to generate revenue or build a relationship as a stepping stone to another relationship, or or that are going to help sell a product or help create internships for students or open the gates for this, or whatever. It's not about what you know, it's who you know. And if you have all of your goals written out in note cards until they actually come to fruition, they're gonna take up real estate until you can write on there sold, or initiated, or mission complete. And it makes you feel good, because now you have a pile of things and you accomplished your, your mission. And um, oftentimes, the things written on these note cards are transcribed from a business card and said, hey, I met this person, um, you know, they told me about their family that uh, you know lives in California. Um, the guy loves Balvini 21. It's his favorite scotch. You know, and you write down little things so when it comes time for their birthday, you mail them a sampler set of Balvini scotch, and they get it and they open it up and they go, "Oh my gosh, that guy is awesome." And you have an instant relationship. And a lot of times these lead to lifetime relationships where if you create such an impression in four minutes that they remember you for the rest of their life. Because so I just got an email yesterday from a woman named Kelly who works for an IT company that took the time to send me an email message saying, I just want to let you know, um, it was a pleasure working with you as a customer and this is my last day. I just wanted to reach out to let you know I'm now the executive director of 
of this animal shelter out in right. um, whatever town. And uh, I won't give any names. And the reason I think she sent me that message, because I, I don't know if she sent it to all of the clients. She was a customer service representative. I mean, why would she want to reach out to the customers and say goodbye? I think it was because I dropped her a note saying, she's probably the best customer service representative that I've ever worked with. And we model our people to follow the exact attitude she's had on the phone. And I compared her to a company called Ruby Receptionists that has the best answering service that I, I, I've ever had and we've used them. And I compared her standards to the same high standards they have. And it was just a simple little note. And she never forgot it to the point where she sent me an email letting me know where she was going uh, so that we might stay in touch. And all I was was a customer for this IT company that would call on every once in a while. She was just so nice on the phone. I had to had to let her know how I felt. Now she's in a position of influence in a totally different industry. That's fantastic. So when you're nice to people. This takes discipline, Ethan. Uh, what you're describing, require, it requires active engagement. You can't do this off the cuff. So it's really interesting. Um, follow up oftentimes, if you ever have, and this is in general and in life, if you have a very positive experience with somebody and you are impressed, you should stop everything, write a quick little note and plop it in the mail and they'll get it. And what that does is it, it tattoos that memory of you in their brain forever or for a very, very long time until you get an opportunity to do it again. Um, this is going off topic a little bit, but I remember we were doing a grand opening for a, a steakhouse um, in Pittsburgh um, in 2017 in December. Okay. And this girl comes up to me and said, so you're Ethan Nicholas, huh? I was getting ready for this. I didn't know what was happening. It was a, 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 a very pretty young woman, uh, very professionally dressed and said, hey, I, I never got a chance to thank you. You sent a note to my boss um, after you rented a tuxedo um, saying how wonderful the customer service was. And um, I got a promotion because of that and a pay raise. And it was one of the nicest things anybody had ever done for me. And she started to cry a little bit. I'm like looking around, I'm like, wow. oh my gosh. And, and I was like, oh, you're welcome, you're welcome. And I shook her hand, it's really nice to meet you. And now I think she's the executive director of um, a veterans organization or, uh, and she does something completely different from fashion. Um, but it's amazing how a simple note that takes you two to three minutes to put together to drop in the mail has such an impact. I did the same thing with the former CEO of Eaton Corporation. And um, really? I remember, yeah, I, I, I sent a note after I went to a tech council event and uh, his name was Jerry Whitaker at the time. And I remember everybody was standing in line after this breakfast briefing that they had and, oh, yeah. and, and just to shake his hand and introduce him to maybe have the opportunity to do business with Eaton. I mean, clearly a lot of people just wanted to meet Jerry. Well, I sent him a note and um, it was handwritten on just a regular piece of printer paper and I dropped it in the mail. And I thought to myself, I was at the time I was working for a print company, I said, you know what, I'm in the neighborhood. So I showed up to Charrington. I walked up, I said, hey, I'm here to see Jerry Whitaker. Um, and he says, do you have an appointment? And I said, well, no, but I sent him a letter. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay. 
well, his office is up there. And I walked in right past his gatekeeper and I said, Jerry, Ethan Nicholas, it's good to see you. He's like, Ethan, I just, he holds up this note that's sitting on his desk, he goes, sit down. And his gatekeeper about ready to kick me out, kind of closes the door because sees that everything's cool. And I sat down and I talked to Jerry for about 15 minutes. And um, that's fantastic. He walked, he walked me right over to the procurement person in the print department and said, I was so new to the print industry. They said, do, do you do offset printing? And I'm like, I don't even know, but it's nice but. to know the contact who, <laughs> and, then, and then kind of make that connection. So long story short, the handwritten note is, again, the key to follow up. If your job is to build relationships with people to sell them a product or build a relationship or maintain that, that relationship, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if you have a product that's even mediocre, and not even the best, you're still going to maintain that that account because of that personal relationship and respect and attitude. So sending the you, you meet you meet 40 people at a trade show, you send handwritten notes to five people, and it comes down to discipline. And by the way, it's the same type of discipline that you need to stay healthy and work out. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've joined a gym and just never went or bought some cd program called p90x yeah where the speed comes out and says all right 90 days yeah. you're gonna be buff and cut yeah just right get the rest just do your best forget the rest whatever and then and then after like day six you're like all right well and then those dvds collect dust and it's self-discipline if you can find the self-discipline in business to send handwritten cards to follow up after you formed and did your pre and all that stuff you you, you can't you can't help but succeed despite yourself. And the tough part is actually doing it, is actually sitting down and making yourself do it, which is why I don't leave my office without this stack of notes being right there on top of my laptop before I open it. Oh my gosh, I forgot to call that person. They're gonna do this. And I was supposed to send an email intro about this. And you you can't, you just can't forget if it's there it exists you you remove it from the pile so follow-up is all about emails and and handwritten notes and maintaining that that relationship and making people feel good so is this are these techniques what you used when you started pittsburgh business exchange oh my gosh i think you started from scratch on this thing right so so if how we do could you get go back 10 years 000, yeah so if i can my wife runs the company now, by the way, I, and, and she does a great job. Her name's Kimberly. I, I have this directory here, and um, in it are 35,686 people. And I know their first name, last name, company, and job title. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just a tangible thing that I use as a prop to show people how much we've grown in 10 years. And we are the largest. Um, business networking and, and social chamber of commerce, if you will, in the Northeastern United States, because we started the foundation of this when it was just a, a Facebook group and we needed to, to build relationships. I remember hiring six interns back in 2011 or, or 2010 and their job, I gave them all titles. I said, all right, this isn't a typical internship. You're gonna help build the fabric of this company. And I brought them in and I made them feel not, not just a part of the team, but a part of the, the family building this company. 
there was this one guy named Matt. To this day, we still use programs that, that he's developed. And then there was Rachel and uh, Jill and, and Stephanie and, and all these all these people. And we sat there and we would write hundreds of handwritten cards to people congratulating for their promotions because they were published in the Pittsburgh Business Times. So Pittsburgh Business Times puts out a great product, newspaper, uh, notifications. And anytime somebody gets a promotion, we would just send them a handwritten note that said, we didn't even know these people. Dear John. Dear Susan, congratulations on your recent promotion to the position of Chief Financial Officer for PPG. Um, your presence in the community is important, and we just wanted to thank you for your leadership and wish you the best on your new position. We'd also like to invite you to our next event, which is happening this date. And if you can't make that one, you can come to this way, this date. Um, we're looking forward to meet you, meeting you. Signed. Sasha or um, you know uh, Raquel or or whoever was working at the time and it was interns neatly handwritten handwritten on the thing the stamp when you hand write it it bypasses the gatekeeper and gets through all of the things and ends up on their desk and they actually read it and go huh and we branded the company at the time years ago with all of these powerful people and then when they saw our invitations come through, we saw all these, these people subscribing to our list or following us on Facebook or joining the LinkedIn group. And we created a strong base of leadership in Pittsburgh over the first couple of years with all these people getting promoted in the Pittsburgh Business Times. Thousands of handwritten cards. And that is a big key component um, to why we, why we grew and uh, why, we, um, why we continue to grow. It's funny because we don't have interns anymore and we don't write very many handwritten cards because you know the thing is in self automation because uh, positive experience and positive word of mouth advertising right. now carries us. We're at that point of critical mass. Um, anyway, back to follow up. Did you have any other questions about follow up other than the power of the handwritten note? Well, I, you know, all my questions right now is these unprecedented times that we're living in with uh, everyone working remotely, what adjustments should we make? Whether it, it be, uh, in networking is now electronic. I just did a tech council event where uh, they did uh, electronic, yeah, and, and you don't know who you're gonna talk to because you're just, it's like speed dating, networking kind of a thing is how the software sets it up. Um, you. You know, ideally, before that event, we would have looked at who we want to talk to and tried to reach out to them. Now, because it's all electronic and it's a random computer draw that says, well, maybe we'll meet this person. Maybe we won't. We don't know. Right. Uh, they're not in their office. So and you don't have their home address. So you really can't you don't know if your handwritten communication will get to them. Is there adjustments? What adjustments should be made? So this is, again, this is really advanced stuff. And in this virtual world, what I'm learning to do is when I do send a note, I make a copy of it. And I make a copy of the letter with the stamp on it too. And I just scan it into a PDF file. And if I, uh, I send them an email to follow up and said, hey, I don't know if you got my note or not, but um, I just wanted to thank you again for um, the wonderful information you gave me about XYZ Corporation that helped me get this or get that whatever whatever your message is and then they come back and say well i didn't 
I didn't know, I never got your note. And then you reply with a copy of the note. Said, hey, I sent this, I sent this to you two weeks ago. And they go, oh my gosh, that got redirected to my Florida address. I'm in North Carolina right now working virtually. Thank you so much for the note. I'm sure it'll surface at some point. And, and they saw that you made the effort and you documented it. So that's a really advanced stuff, is actually making a, a copy of the note. Where a great app to use is Genius Scan, just like okay. Genius, that person's a genius. Genius Scan. Whenever you, before you send a note, you, you, you scan it into a PDF right from your smartphone and you add a page. So you do the address envelope first and then you do the note second and then it's in a PDF. So you have that handy if you need to, to use it later to prove that you actually did write a handwritten note. So that's one way to show people. And it's funny, they'll open it up and see the kind words that you wrote and be like, wow, I can't believe this person took the time to do that, even though they never got the note. Um, going back to virtual meetings, you, I've been on a number of calls where I see people on their beds and I can see their curtains and that their hair is wet and that they they didn't put their contacts in. They're wearing their their, their glasses, which isn't what they would typically. Oh, that's the worst. They, just got, they got so comfy that they forgot that people can still see that. And then they see somebody else doing the same thing, drinking a cup of coffee like this or eating Doritos. Or you look at the reflection of their glasses and you see their eyes and it, it's the, their glasses are changing colors on these virtual calls because they're not even paying attention to you or the call. They're looking at their emails. They're looking at other things. Don't get caught. Show up professionally with a professional setting as best you can if you're working from home. People are going to judge you by what they see on their computer. You're going to stand Absolutely. out as a professional or you're gonna, and, and, and be intentful and follow along because a lot of times people will just scroll through all the panels of people and see who's really paying attention. And it's ironic because they're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to get on a Zoom call to listen to a speaker, everybody's watching you. You just can't see it. It's, it's kind of weird. You have to put a little sign next to your computer say, everybody's watching you. Have posture, pay attention, and nod and pay attention to the speaker. Because at the end of the day, they're going to be like, yeah, I remember that guy. His eyes were glued. He was engaged. He was professional. I don't know how I can do that. I'm zoomed out. But they respect that, and you, 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 you get this virtual credibility because you have the patience and the leadership to pay attention throughout the entire call. That's important. That also takes discipline, especially for somebody like me who's always all over the place thinking about I think we all things. are it's that, yeah. that's uh, we have to make this a disciplined part of our daily engagement when I was uh, that, let's let's rewind a little bit and go back to um the the during networking and um okay photos, selfies I remember one time I was at a networking event and I'll never forget this um, and I, I had invited Miss Pennsylvania to come to a few of our okay. events. And she came and she was she wore her crown and she greeted people. It's not really what we do anymore. It was just kind of fun right. just to have some mix it up a little bit. And she met a ton of people and she she appreciated that. And I remember showing up to um, the Heinz History Center for uh, some networking event that wasn't my own. And this woman comes over to me and she beautiful as ever and goes oh my gosh Ethan how are you can I take my picture with you I was like 
Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I, I turn around, she takes a selfie and she she posts it on social media and says, hey, I bumped into my friend Ethan, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, when somebody asks you, can I take a picture with you? It's this almost instant, like, wow, this, this person likes me enough to want to take a picture with me. It makes you feel good. makes you feel like a celebrity for a half a second. And you can do that to people at events. Manoj, if you say to the IT director of a, of a giant corporation, says, excuse me, do you mind if I take my picture with you real quick? I'd love to get a photo with you. And the, of course, what do you think they're going to say? They're going to like take their lapels, go like this and say, absolutely. You know, they're going to fix their yeah, tie. Wow. And and you're going to be shocked. The, the message that you're sending is, I respect you. I like you. I'm proud to be here at this moment. And you're making them feel good at the same time. Now you have the selfie and, and you can turn around and say, I'm going to text this to you. What's your cell phone number? Oh, and there you go. And they go, oh, it's usually because they're big. It's some out of state thing. Right. And then you, you send it to them right then and there. And I only do that if I don't already have their cell phone number. Because usually on their business card, they actually put their cell phone number on there, which is unique. If it's not on there, ask them for their cell phone number and tell them you're going to send them a selfie. Now you have, now you can send them a text later on when there's useful content and you see something in the business times that said, so-and-so is about to merge with this company and they're in search of an IT company. And you take a picture of the article and text it to that person who provides that service. They say, yeah, we're already looking into this, but I can't believe you remember that. Thank you for the information. You're now engaged in conversation via text, the most personal way of communicating with somebody directly. So getting their contact information via cell is, it's almost, you, you give them that, that warm feeling of asking for a photo with them. They open the door and let you inside and give you their cell phone without even thinking because they're just so into that moment. And then they get that, and then they remember what you look like, who you are, and they have your number for future. It's crazy. That's, uh, that's a really cool idea. That's a really simple, you know, everything you've talked about in this past hour, at, that, and I've been listening very intently to this, is, has been about techniques and methods and approaches to get inside people's heads. Because once you are, once you've created, once you're inside them and you've created that connection, now a lot of conversation can take place. So one final note, because I think we're almost at that time. We are. We're about to wrap up. Um, you know, you don't even need to be good at networking if you're a master at invitations. And I'll explain this. Again, this comes down to actual mail. I belong to the Pittsburgh Downtown Rotary Club. Probably, if I can think, it's one of the best business opportunities to, to actually network. And it's, it's very consistent. It's every Wednesday at noon. It used to be at the Omni William Penn. They move things around. You can visit them online. I, I'm the program chair or former program chair, but I still invite speakers to come and speak. If I find somebody completely interesting that I would like to get to know that, that, that would behoove me to know that person or that would add to my future or would be good for, that, that would just be mutually beneficial or whatever, and I want that relationship and I don't know that person, I send them an invitation to speak at the club. 
But notice, do you remember when I sent you an invitation to speak? Yes, I do. I and I I, I wrote you a form letter saying, hey, we only invite the, the best. I remember, I remember that. To, and and it's funny you open it up, it's typed, it's signed, it's on this linen letterhead. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. You're like, wow, we were requesting the honor of your presence at any Wednesday at noon after June. And I planned like eight months ahead. And I remember you telling me the story about, oh, how security is so weird, how you, if somebody knew how to break into your cell phone, they could do it right now. The things that government could follow you, how we're yeah. all open to this hacking and, and just scare the crap out of people. And I said, oh my gosh, that's a wonderful topic. I want you to come and scare the crap out of everybody at my Rotary meeting. And- Oh man. So I, don't... So I, sent, I sent you this letter. And it's so funny, here we are talking about networking. You could send a letter like that to anybody who's a real pro, an athlete, politician, former actor, or actress, and they will get it and be like, well, this is really cool. And plus you're doing it in the name of service through Rotary. And then you introduce that person. You introduce that person to the group. They're your host, you, you, you welcome them. I often invite them 15 minutes early, sit down with them, get to know them and find a little bit about them so I can make their bio a little bit more interesting when I introduce them. So it's not the typical introduction they typically get. And then I send a follow-up note or uh, if it's a woman and it's appropriate, I'll send them a nice little basket of flowers. As a gentleman, sometimes like a basket of, of like Pittsburgh Steelers stuff. And all of a sudden, you text that person. Uh, I, I remember Kevin Boulding from the YMCA. What a first class guy. Um, I got to know him through inviting him to speak at our series. And uh, he just sent me a text message today saying, hey, I'm really sorry that I missed the Opal event last week. Um, how did it go? And this all started with a letter inviting him to speak two years ago. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is advanced networking without ever even leaving your home. Send somebody an invitation to speak if you belong to another group. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's, that's all you have. Well, Ethan, I, I got to tell you, I mean, we're at the hour, but uh, wonderful tips, great uh, knowledge. And, and I think uh, given the current climate, or even if it wasn't the current climate, what you are talking about is so applicable to anyone, whether they're looking to find a new job, start a company, enhance sales, whatever it is that they are looking to do. Uh, without that human relationship factor, it's almost impossible to do it. And uh, you have shared and enlightened us quite a bit. And I, we appreciate that. Is there anything that you need to plug at the end of the show here? Well, first of all, um, I, I'd love to give a plug to Slipper Rock University. Uh, uh, it is uh, a wonderful institution. And if there are any students out there looking to continue their education um, or sign up for some programs that you know a lot of people don't even know uh, we have, such as engineering, um, you know, physician's assistant, um, just go to www.sru.edu and and have a look. Uh, you know, I I couldn't flourish and 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 have these conversations out there without the support of Slipper Rock University, um, who is our, our basically our sponsor of this call today. Fantastic. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining the show and uh, hope to catch you next week on another episode. And Ethan, thank you so much for being here.